Guys, it is Tuesday morning here on Lunch Plus, and I have two of my favorites with me. Oh, hi. It's Rena and Marky. Um, Barrett, if you are tuning in for the first time, welcome. We are super excited to have you. And it's going to be an awesome day. Tuesdays are some of my favorites because here's what we've got in store for you. Up first, after this time of family chat, we are going right into Willet Muffin. And y'all, we're going to have a quick conversation about Willet Muffin after I do the table of contents. Um, after that, we're going to go into prayer. And then right after prayer, we're going to go into, it says Q&A, but today is Bible trivia. So... Bible trivia is going to be at 1220. Go ahead and share the broadcast because during Bible tri trivia, you can win free money on us. And we'll tell you how after. And then at 1230, we're going into what's the word. Bump it up. Oh, I mixed Bible trivia and Q&A in my head. They're okay. different. <laughs> okay, so real quick, we have a couple minutes before family chat supposed to start. Here's the thing with Willet Muffin today, guys. If you are longtime viewers of the show, you know that it's normally either myself or Buddy eating the weirdest muffins in the world. It's a weird thing. Kevin's like... Kevin's also on Kevin there, but too. it has consistently been either myself or Buddy. Like, we've ingested some weirdo stuff, including muffins that were indestructible last week when we <laughs> threw them on the ceiling. It was an accident, okay? But today, Marky showed Buddy and I the muffins because neither of us are on the segment. They're the most amazing looking muffins we have had so far, and neither Buddy or I are eating them, and I have some feelings. This is a like, great day for me to be on. <laughs> I am. Yeah, we're going to have, on Wilt Muffin, we're going to have Serena and Kevin. I have so many feelings. Like, I've, <laughs> Buddy and I had a discussion about how we have to put down the feeling of bitterness and covetousness because I, I feel like it, like, even the surprise ingredient, like, I just, I have so many feelings. You're going to have to tune in and and tell us if Marky's, you know, inner sense of justice and, and fairness has won out today. <laughs> Kevin is rejoicing because Kevin has sewn in to this segment a lot. And Kevin gets to reap abundantly. Praise God. He does. I'm rejoicing for Kevin. Remember that time he had to eat mayonnaise? He deserves this. This he is does. true. <laughs> this is true. Remember that time that EO's food made me cry and almost pee my pants because it was so bad? She literally like, <laughs> like Kevin's body freaked out so it did. much that she had to pee. I do, I do remember that. Like, I, I'm not even exaggerating. I literally almost wet myself on camera for you. For you. That was my favorite. Barrett started, like, Barrett doesn't cry much, so no. to have her cry live like that was really entertaining. <laughs> mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> go ahead, if you haven't done it yet, share the broadcast, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that we can say hello to you. George is on. Hi, George. I love George. George is my husband. I'm not just, you know, that affectionate with strangers. Um, Joe is on. Josephine Rogers. Kevin is on. Ben, it's so good to see you. Thanks for being on today. Arabella is on. Look at you remembering. I'm remembering. So it's 11.50, and you know what that means. It's time for family chat. Yay. And the author of our questions. She's here. She's here. I'm here. It's, it's Serena. It's Serena. So we're going to hop into our questions today. 
Before we do, Johnny says food should only bring tears of joy. I agree, <laughs> Johnny. Where I want a Johnny Shaver Willet Muffin Day. Johnny Shaver, you come in and you yes. make the muffins. Yes. And uh, please. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Question number one. Bum ba da. We have Uganda watching. Hi, Uganda. Um, okay. What do you wish you'd spent more time doing five years ago? These questions are very introspective. These are deep. These oh, were deep ones. I, I didn't expect to be on the broadcast for these <laughs> questions, so I didn't think of answers for these questions. Like, and these ones, like, you can, you can for sure do serious ones. You can also do fun ones. I appreciate Belzy. Yep. Winning souls. Get it, girl. Yep. That is coming from a 13-year-old who yeah. wishes that at 8 years old she had spent more time winning souls. Awesome. I'm so pleased with you, <laughs> Bells. That's a great one. Five years ago, I was in college, and so I think I would have wanted to take, have taken that more seriously. I understand. I did not take that as seriously. I understand. Yeah. Um, Kevin says, serving the Lord more. Pastor yeah. Nicole says, getting in the Word and prayer. Yeah. Johnny says, going to church and seeking the Lord. Joe says, same, Bella. See, Joe, Joe's, here's, awesome. y'all, Josephine is another teenager here. They're part of our youth group, and they both, the thing that they both wish that they had spent more time doing is winning souls. I, like, I love them. So good. What do you wish you'd spent more time doing five years ago? Probably getting used to water and exercise. Don't <laughs> <laughs> have to water. keep climbing that mountain. What like, an honest answer. If I had just gotten used to it five years ago, I'd be a pro now. That's so. a very honest answer. That's a good one. <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, it's kind of spiritual because this is the temple. Yeah. So. It counts. <laughs> it counts. I, five years ago, I probably would, I wish I had been preparing myself to be married better. Like preparing myself to be submissive and understanding what that really meant because it would have made year one and two and three of marriage <laughs> a lot better for George. <laughs> George is a very patient man. <laughs> Question number two. Oh, that's intense. What's what is the it? best advice you've ever been given? <laughs> what you can't see is that I was like patting Serena's back because I was hoping one of them would read it. <laughs> I was like, am I reading it? Is Serena reading it? I don't know. Let's that just look great. at it. <laughs> uh, ben says that he wishes that he had been seeking the presence of the Lord. What a great yeah. one. Um, I don't remember what the question said. What I'm is so sorry. The best advice you've ever been given? These are all very deep. Johnny said, "Never today. go to bed angry." That's a good that one. Is good. That is a really good one. Um, I Arabella says, "I'm no longer a burrito maker. I've been promoted." What, what advice is that? <laughs> I feel like that came from Abby, probably. <laughs> what does that mean? I like that we both tipped our heads though. Like, what? <laughs> Pastor Nicole says, don't wait until you feel ready to get started. That's a great one. That's good. That's a really, really good one. I, mm -hmm. So most of my really great advice comes from pastors. Um, so I have like a plethora of them. Mm -hmm. But the one that stuck out to me when I was making the graphic was Pastor Brian has said to me often that um, absolutes are unbecoming on the lips of novices. So when I was younger, I used to speak in absolute statements a lot. Um, like, there's no way that could happen, or this is the best ever. You know, I would go in and saying, this is exactly what it should be. And I was so young and, you know, I, I didn't know that. So anyway, he was telling me, don't speak in absolute statements. Like, 
let other don't speak just mm -hmm. all the time. And anyway, that was one of them. That's good. Um, Kevin says, "Get over yourself, Kevin." I understand. Is I that, have those. Like, I have those pep yeah. talks too. <laughs> Is that the, the best advice? Like, did that come from yourself? Because it sounds like one of those conversations that you have with yourself. Like, Marky, get over it. Like, <laughs> um. Oh, Arabella says that that came from me and Marky the day that she became the camera oh. person. We did say that. You're not the burrito maker anymore, Bella. Oh, she remembers. Bella. The day she got promoted. I love Bella. That was so cute. <laughs> you can tell that all girls are on right now. As the men in the background are like shaking their heads. Like that. Okay, well, we're going to move along for you men folk. Question number three. <laughs> What's invisible, but you wish people could see it? I feel like other than Holy Spirit, like I, Holy Spirit is the blanket. That's like, what's your favorite book? Duh, the Bible. But what is invisible, but you wish people could see it? Kevin, I feel like I could see your heart if I put an x-ray machine up to it, though. Like, do you wish that it was exposed? Your spirit? The uh, Holy Spirit. God. Everybody <laughs> say God. God and the Holy Spirit. Yes. 100%. Uh, Kevin says, wrong heart? Oh, like seeing people when they have a wrong heart? No. Wrong that's intentions. not what you meant. What you can see my heart. That you can see the intentions of why you do things. Like, oh. Kevin's off camera. We're not just having <laughs> an imaginary <laughs> conversation. This whole time, there was never anybody here. <laughs> and every time we were talking, we were just kind of trying to make it seem more full and pretending <laughs> that there is somebody there. Hi, Kevin. Penelope, what do you think back there? Are you doing good? There's no one here named Penelope. We wish we could see Kevin. Penelope's so visible. funny. <laughs> Gertrude, she's the best. Um, I, I mean, honestly, the Holy Spirit is really like the best answer in my opinion, like for me that I would give. But yeah. I, I don't know. Sound waves would be cool. To that see. would be cool. Oh, that's light, a cool like answer. light beams would be cool. Like, that would be interesting. I yeah. wish that I could see what a room looks like with no <laughs> light. <laughs> That's not invisible. You know, That's you can't see it. Like, who you, like, what is the, what does color look like when there's no light and there's absence of color and all that stuff? Like, what does a room you look like? Just really if you can see, there's, but you can't see it because you need light to see it. You just really are the cat in the meme that you Marky. put up the other day. Like, pressing his face in, trying to see the refrigerator. <laughs> Yeah, yep. Marky gets very deep. She's like, <laughs> me. If you close one of your eyes, you can't see the black in that eye. Okay, so if you close your Apparently. eyes, if you Here close both eyes, you see black. But if you close one eye, you can't see the black. This is very deep. <laughs> okay. Very, very deep. I'm going off script for a second because George sent me something yesterday along these lines that blew my mind. He sent me something that said magenta isn't real. The color magenta isn't what? real because your eyes only detect red, blue, and green. So your brain fills in the gaps with the colors that fall in between them on the spectrum. Green is the in-between color for red and blue, but seeing the two together doesn't signal green to your brain, so it makes up a color that doesn't exist. What? So according to George, magenta is not a real color. Listen. According to this Instagram. I'm going to need some time today to Google that stuff and learn like. about that. Because <laughs> I need to know what that means. George immediately texts me back. He's like, see, when I say there's only five colors, there's only five colors. I'm like, well, 
Okay. <laughs> so apparently magenta is not a real thing. Did you know that? I did not. I wow. was yesterday years old when I I'm, found out. Like, I feel like we're good. Like, we've had a full day. That's just, we can just end right there. <laughs> that was powerful. Magenta's not real. <laughs> um, Vanette, Joni, Joni. Hi, Joni. <laughs> just, no. Go. No. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> she said, just try the things with the eyes, Marky. She is correct. <laughs> Kevin Buck had that. said that he had wanted to see the aroma of bacon. That is... That is a good one. It's, it's, it has bacon. a strong aroma. The aroma oh, of bacon. Angel singing. Interesting. I wonder what it looked like. The aroma of bacon. I've never thought about I want to see the aroma. See the smell. Like, well, you kind of can on cartoons, so it makes you kind of want that in real life. Do you, you think know? that aromas have different colors? Like, would bacon's aroma be like the color of bacon? I feel like it would be like a burnt orange color. Like your sweatshirt or your sweater that you had on the other I was day? like, what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Did you see me look down? I literally looked down confused. <laughs> oh, guys. Y'all, it has been a wide open morning here. Like, we have all been in super interesting moods today. So the broadcast is sure to be a good one. <laughs> but we are going to hop in. We're going to close out family chat with Marky's uh, sweatshirt. And we are going to hop into our very first official segment of the day. Will it muffin? Put in the good. comments right now what things you think Marky is blessing Kevin and Serena's palettes with today. We'll be back in just a couple seconds for Will It Muffin. Share the broadcast, and we'll be right back on the other side of this super quick video. table of contents to do again. Do you want to do the table of I contents? I got it. Yeah. We are at Will It Muffin right now and then we're going to head on over to Barrett with our awesome and powerful time of prayer. Then uh, we will not be doing Q&A but we will be doing Bible trivia where you do have t uh, times and opportunities to win uh, different gift cards. Yeah. So that's going to be awesome. <clears throat> and then we will jump into what's the word. Very excited. Can't wait. Okay, so guys, this is an interesting week. This is a special one. I, uh, Bear, yeah, like we talked about before, Barrett and Buddy are, uh, they're having to put down bitterness because this is a really good one and they're not a part of it. And they, they really want to be a part of this one today. So I wanted to be nice to you guys. I wanted to, I wanted to. Nice to them. I mean, it's about them, okay? It's about them. I'm doing this I wanted for to be you nice guys. to you guys and give you guys a, a pretty good mix this week. Pretty good muffins. Interesting, but, but like good. Like, I feel like they're all going to be good. 
So um, totally I see selfless. some chocolate totally selfless. frosting There's right chocolate here, frosting. so I'm yes. pretty set. Yes. Um, Kevin, would you like to be our mixer today? I was hoping you'd ask. Go for so it. you're gonna mix in you're gonna mix in the, the oil. Okay. And then our first ingredient. Can you guys guess put in some guesses of what you think our first ingredient might be? It's all a mixture of like desserts. They're basically dessert muffins today. So what can do I you smell think? It? Yeah, you can smell it. What do you think this is? It looks like sand, but it's it's not, I promise. <laughs> It does look like sand. Surprise! Yeah. What do you What do you guys think oh, this is? Good. It smells like cinnamony sand. Cinnamony sand. Cinnamony sand. You want cinnamony sand? Ooh, Can you say that nice. fast five cinnamon times? Cinnamon sand. Cinnamon cinnamon sand. What do you guys think? Um, I'm it sounds it. like a crumb Ooh. cake type. It smells like a Oreo. George says he thinks it's Oreo. Uh, oh, Prilla said brown sugar looks like sand. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Buddy and I ate rubber muffins. Last week the muffins rubber were rubber because there weren't eggs. It was bad. Perilla said graham crackers. That's another really good guess. It is. So this is actually a mix of another type <laughs> of baking thing, but Buddy says we'll sand <laughs> muffin. <laughs> Maybe. Try it out. Only what when you're treat. on the on the second. Yeah. yeah. So this is actually gingerbread. <gasps> wow. Oh, that's, not my, that's a good that's a that good, is a good one. that's a good guess. So Isn't go ahead and put it in? It's, yeah, put okay. it in. Put it in, put in the gingerbread. I'm excited. It smells amazing. Yeah, it does. Okay, we have something. I think I know what this is. I think that's an egg. No, it's not an egg. That's not an egg. Nope. <laughs> okay, so we have gingerbread. I want you guys to comment now. Do you think that gingerbread will muffin? So we're literally taking part, in, part muffin mix and part uh, gingerbread mix, and we're mixing it to see if it'll create a good muffin. Do you guys think that it'll be a good muffin? So put in a yes, put a thumbs up. Thumbs down, however you want. You can put dancing emojis if you're really excited, like whatever you want. So we're getting yeses. Buddy says yes, Barrett says yes, Prilla says yes. In. Ooh, gingerbread will for sure muffin. <laughs> yes. Drop it. I don't like gingerbread, so no. <gasps> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, you're doing egg. And so what's this one? So this is our, no this is the next one. Ooh. It smells, it smells, smells really good. Can anyone smell it? It smells like peanut butter. Oh, wow. It does yeah. smell like peanut butter. Is this nutter butter? So it's actually peanut butter cookie. <gasps> this is mixed. Oh, my word. So How awesome is that? cookies with muffins. That's going to be awesome. I meant to get regular um, cookie mix, and I got peanut butter mix, which was interesting. So, can I put it in? Does it need water? <laughs> it need water. Can you get It's a little firm. <laughs> we need water. That is a little. It's just mixing like powder. <laughs> it's a tad firm. <laughs> it's a tad firm. Tad. You're doing really well though for what you have to work with right it's there. It's all stuck inside of the spatula. <laughs> uh, oh my yes, goodness. it will muffin, Julie says. Grayson says, okay. Uh, Buddy says, Kevin, don't overmix the muffins. I got rebuked for that <laughs> one. <laughs> Thank you. Muffins. We get some water. Thank how, you. How much? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Splash we'll just put it in. in there. Yeah. They'll be mm -hmm. fine. The mu the <laughs> Wait, the, so we have another Kevin in the studio, and he, he is a little bit confused. He's going like, <laughs> why? He's going like that. Oh, we're just using our hands. We're using our hands. <laughs> That's why we're wearing aprons today. Yeah, they got aprons. Do you like their aprons? Um, so what are we doing with this? <clears throat> so that, yeah, um, the next muffin, wait, do you guys think peanut butter cookies will muffin, yes or no? Our next one, I wanted to see, 
laughing. <laughs> I wanted to see if we could turn a muffin into a cupcake. Like if we could make it taste like a cupcake. So what I, I like did, yeah, this. all right. So what I did was I took well, what we're doing today. Not right. I did. This right. is all happening live right now. Right. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to put uh, chocolate frosting yes. in the mix. Yes. And it, there's going to be frosting baked in the mix. <laughs> oh my gosh! We're going to need a towel or something. Um, we totally need We're going to need some paper towels. So we're going to put it in the mix, not only in the mix, but on the muffins too. They're right. going to be on the muffins. And we're going to see if they can we taste like a cupcake. Okay, we're going to, yes. Yes to the up? peanut butter. Arabella says yes. Johnny says yes. Joni says I'm yes. I'm so excited. This is like Reese's awesomeness right yeah. here. Can we show them what I wonder it what it like? smells like. Smell it. What does what all that smell like? You can just smell your hands because you have so much on your hands. Oh, I'm so excited right now. It? Oh, it smells like fall and Christmas. It does smell like fall. I was thinking the same Today thing. Today is September first, so this is a cozy one. Praise Should we God. try putting this in the oven? Yeah, I think I think yeah. it's time. Can you? I think we just need to put Kevin in the oven okay. since he has so much of the mix on him. Okay. So. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go put it in our our, lit, our magic oven that cooks it oh. so fast. New and technology. Then we're gonna wait, and then we're gonna wait for the timer. Ooh, Grayson says Reese's muffins mm. sounds like a dream. Absolutely, this is that's what this looks like because you got the chocolate and then you got the peanut butter, but then it has a little bit of a cinnamon, cinnamon mix. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'll lick the spoon. Ding, ding. Ooh, oh my gosh, ooh, they're done. Ooh. I didn't even get to clean up. Um, I'm trying to remember which one is which. Is this peanut butter or gingerbread? Smell it. Uh, the gingerbread is the lighter one. Gingerbread. Gingerbread. This is gingerbread. Here you go. Can we have a close-up <laughs> shot? Oh, that's so gross. Oh <laughs> is that not what the apron is for? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you do with an apron, do don't you? That apron. Oh my gosh. It works. Like, it works. I got a little bit distracted right there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you do with you an apron. Are so nasty. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Grayson said Reese's muffin sounds like a dream. Mm -hmm. Bunny said lick your fingers. <laughs> I did. Johnny said I feel like it should be stated. Don't try to put a glass bowl in an oven. At home. Accurate. Very good. Yeah. What we what we Disclaimer. do with this oven is special. So it mm -hmm. might be a little different for you. We magic, have a we have a special oven. magic oven. It's anointed. It is. So yes. So go ahead. Okay. Okay, you ready? Taste it. What does it taste like? Gingerbread good. It's, it's the nice gingerbread. It's nice and fluffy. Gingerbread muffin. Are you yeah, doing your own good. jingles? Oh, apparently. Aww. Apparently I am. How mm. is it? Describe like it. You like well, it's it? It's wonderful, yeah. It's nice and fluffy. It's light. Mm -hmm. That's very fluffy. I enjoy that mm. a lot. I could eat this whole thing. Mm. Wow, that's good. And muffins. I'm going to make a decision to share with Barrett. <laughs> Mm. Oh. So do you guys, you guys, for the ones that said it will muffin, I believe you were right. I believe you were right. It muffins. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. It muffins. It muffins. It really does. Gingerbread will muffin. <laughs> Barrett said, see what happens if you throw it at the ceiling. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm going to eat it all. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you guys ready for the next muffin? 
So this yes. is the peanut butter cookie <laughs> muffin. Harry, I'll let you. I peanut don't know why I'm unwrapping. Muffin. You look like you need help. I, I need, need to, to unwrap. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to unwrap this for Kevin. This is Barrett's bite. There and this you is go. Buddy's bite. Oh, you ate the whole thing. Yeah, it was wicked good. Wow. Oh, wicked. 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 Northern it word. It was New England good. Um, I don't know that we've ever had a whole muffin eaten like that. Have you guys mm. ever witnessed that? Because I don't think we have. It was so good that Kevin ate the entire thing well right done. there. It's gone. Totally. Okay, so this one is nice. peanut, butter peanut butter cookie. It's peanut butter cookie. So it's a cookie muffin with peanut butter. How do you like it? What does it taste like? It's good. It yeah. has like mm. a faint peanut buttery. Faint. It's just, it's just faint? Faint. faint. Mm -hmm. Does it taste like a, what does it taste like? It tastes very much like a peanut butter cookie. It does? Yeah, but unfortunately faint. I'm not a fan of peanut, peanut butter, butter cookies, cookies, but I would imagine somebody that is would like mm -hmm. that. It's not good. It's not bad, it's rather. It's not good. It's not, not good. good. <laughs> not good. Not bad. <laughs> so how many of you guys would eat a peanut butter muffin cookie? No, peanut butter cookie muffin. Uh, Grayson said, so I'm craving muffins now. Boomerang Bakery Boomerang has bakery. a nice ring. Do we just say it now? <gasps> That's so cute. That is really cute. Boomerang Bakery. With the jingle. And, okay, are you guys ready for the last ones? The last yes. ones ready. are the really exciting ones. I'm going to go get them. Out and of our little oven has the... Frosting in it, right? Mm-hmm. In and on. Oh, and on it? Yes. See? Aww. Oh, that looks wonderful. Wow. Yeah. All right. It's messy, but you're you're, you're already, already a mess, mess. So yeah. you're fine. A muffin cake. A muffin cake. Interesting. Oh, I wanted to see if we can make it taste like a muffin. I mean, that, a, a cupcake. This that is looks cool. Okay. Really, it's like there's some. It kind of looks like a marble cake. Yeah, but there's literally right? no like cake in it. It's just a muffin with frosting. Weird. Do we? Okay. Can I? Okay. Okay. It's time. It's time. It's time. Oh. What does it taste like? I have no like idea. I haven't green. tried it. Is it good? That is very good. Oh, Do you want to try some? You can sure. like. Rip it off. Oh, that is delicious. That is awesome. This is the best. Guys, ever. we did it. Wait, is this the number one muffin? Yeah. I would say so. Oh, yes. this is the number one muffin, guys. This mm. is it. This is the winner. We're going to might not leave a bite for Barrett and Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy oh and Barrett heavens. have already eaten that one. Okay. What did you think? Did you like it? It's frosting. It's lovely. Barrett said it's I live in here. She said it's frosting, so it's good. Oh, we have. Hundredth comment today. Yay! Shall I, who shall I let the people know who got the comment? Who got the hundredth comment? Grayson got the hundredth comment. Yay, that is awesome. Congratulations. Well Hallelujah. This is and I got to eat a wonderful muffin. What's cool though is she was uh, sewing and then she got instantly mm -hmm. sewed and then instantly got it back for the oh, gift card. Hallelujah. Wow. Isn't that Praise cool? God. That's, That's awesome. really cool. Yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, I think it was a success, guys. I, so. I think we did really good this week. So yeah. well done. Do you guys High have? Five. <laughs> no, <laughs> your hands are dirty. <laughs> Do you guys have anything that you would like to try? If so, comment right now. What would you like next week for us to do for muffins? Any ideas? Put them in, and we might just do them we've, live. We've gotten some really great ideas from you guys. We so did. Keep them coming. Yeah, like the coffee muffins last week. That was your guys' idea. Yeah. That was a really great idea. So now we are transitioning into prayer. It's going to be really powerful. And if you have any um, prayer requests, you can comment them now. And we will see you guys on Will It Muffin next week. Comment your ideas, and we'll see you in a little bit. Bye. Bye. See you guys.
Well, guys, I have, I have asked the Lord to forgive me for coveting during that segment, so we're clear and ready to pray. <laughs> no, I, those looked awesome. And I am super excited to be on with you today because we get to pray together. And when we pray as believers, things happen here on the earth. We are designed in the image of God and in the likeness of God. And when God speaks, things happen. We talked about it yesterday. We're going to be talking about it today. The word works. The word is powerful. And so today we are going to be praying. And we always like to put scripture in your minds, in your spirits as we pray, just to build your faith. And so today we are going to be in Job chapter 22, verse 28. And I know it's interesting to think Job is going to build my faith. Yes. <laughs> Job twenty two twenty eight. It says, you will also decree a thing and it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. Today, when we speak the word of God, we're not just speaking hopelessly. We are decreeing the things of God to take place here on the earth and it shall be established for us and light will shine in all of our ways. Gah! That's one of our favorites. I get so excited with it because God's word works. And so today, as we start off prayer, as we kick off, we are going to go through our daily confessions. We have a list of confessions that we go through each and every single day here on the broadcast. And so today we are going to be on confession number three. If you can put that up on the screen and when it pops up, join your faith with mine join your voice with mine. And let's decree a thing over ourselves, over our life and over the life of the people that are watching this broadcast. Confession number three says, we have divine health in our bodies now, and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Let's say that one more time. Ah, we have divine health in our bodies now, and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Glory to God. Let's just take the next few minutes and pray Oh, I'm so excited. Father, thank you. Thank you that we are made in your image and your likeness. And we are called to do the things that Jesus did. Father, Jesus was healing. He carried healing. He he had healing virtue flow from him. Father, I thank you that that same healing virtue that caused the woman with the issue of blood to reach out and touch Jesus's garment, that same healing virtue is our healing virtue. We carry that sort of power that when people see us, they have to get near us because they know that we have the power to see them recover through our prayers, not by our power and might, but by yours. Lord, we are your people. You're our God and we are your people. And the works that Jesus did, we are anointed to do those things and greater. Father, I declare for the viewers watching that today will be a day of faith. Today will be a day where their faith rises to new levels. We thank you, Jesus, that today the people's faith goes from wherever it's been and it supersedes their wildest expectations that we see with eyes of hope and eyes of promise that we put faith on the word of God and what it says that we are called to become and what we're called to do. I thank you, Lord, that for every person watching, they will get a, a rhema, a fresh word of who they are called to be in Christ. 
Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father. That the ministry of healing starts to flow through your people. I thank you, Lord, that when we walk into grocery stores and we see a person sniffling, we see a person with a cast on, I thank you that supernatural boldness comes on the inside of each one of us to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I thank you that we believe what the word says. Lord, let our faith not just be a mustard seed, let it be a field of planted mustard seeds. Let there be a harvest of faith that rises up on the inside of us in Jesus mighty name I speak over every person watching blessing of the Lord you are the blessed of the Lord every viewer every family represented by a viewer Lord blessed 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 we call you blessed we call your finances blessed we call your job blessed we call you to have favor and favor abundantly blessing of God be in your homes, blessing of God be on your marriages, blessing of God on your children, blessing of God on your children's friends, blessing of God at their schools, blessing of God at your job, blessing of God in your town, blessing of God on your vehicles. Lord, we thank you that the blessing of the of you, your blessing, it's ours. Lord, we thank you that your goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. We are chased down by goodness. We are chased down by mercy. It's ours. It is yours. And I speak in the name of Jesus. Supernatural peace be in Jesus' name. Supernatural peace in the name of Jesus. Sakayatioko. Grayson, buddy, I'm going to hand it over to you in a second, but Grayson just said so timely. We were both tested for COVID today and Sissy had her radiology test today receiving this. Amen. Sissy is her daughter. Amen. In Jesus name, healing be in the picket home from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Fullness of life and life in abundance. We rebuke every bit of the curse that has tried to cling on them. We declare peace. We speak blessing of God. Flush out every bit of the curse. Let the healing of the Lord and the revelation of being healed by the Lord. Let that rise up in Grayson and her husband and their family, Lord. Let them see with eyes of hope and eyes of promise. Lord, we thank you that they are healed. We thank you that their tests come back negative in Jesus' name, negative test results. They will not and cannot have COVID. We rebuke the curse that has tried to come on there and we loose the blessing of God in Jesus' mighty name. Healing be in Jesus name. And Grayson, what I'll do is at, legitimately, as I hand this off to Betty, I'm going to text you those confessions and I would speak confession number three over yourself. Anytime that lie tries to come in your brain of I'm sick or we're sick or we're going to get sick, you speak out the word of God because the word accomplishes that which it, it was sent to do. You are the heels of the Lord. You are protected and kept from the evil one in Jesus mighty name. And Buddy says, no false positives either. Uh, amen. Amen. Healing. Fullness of healing in Jesus' name. Whew. I, Y'all, I could go run around the building. Like, <laughs> Amen. Kevin says, a hedge of health around the picket household. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father, for a body of believers that believe in the word. Thank you for this family, the what's right family. We thank you, Lord, that every viewer is protected in Jesus' name and kept from the wicked one. Amen.
guys, this was powerful. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go dance. Like, <laughs> like, I'm excited. I'm excited for the things of God. But I'm going to hand this over to Buddy because it is time for Bible trivia. Get your typing fingers ready and see if you can win our gift cards today during Bible trivia. Over to Buddy. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Bible Trivia. Man, that was a powerful time in prayer. Now it's time for you to be blessed with Bible Trivia. And along with Bible Trivia comes some gift cards that can come your way. Here's how Bible Trivia works. What we're going to do is we're going to have some questions that we're going to put up on the screen. Kevin says, I love Bible Trivia. Well, Bible Trivia loves you, Kevin. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I do. Um, but uh, so we're going to put a, uh, we're, we will be putting a question on the screen. It's a multiple choice question. We got five questions for you today, maybe six. We'll see. Uh, but uh, when the question comes up, here's how we would like for you to answer the questions. Um, we want you to put uh, the number of the question. So for question number one, we want you to put a one and then A, B, C or D. Uh, whichever the, the correct answer is, we want you to put put it on there like that. So. For example, 1D would be what you put in the comments. And how we're going to be doing it is I have, I have the stream. Thank you, Barrett, for your example on Facebook. Um, thank you, Kevin, for your example on Facebook, except you can't put all four of the answers like Kevin did. Um, but what we're going to do is the first one that comes up on our end on Restream, that's going to be the one who gets the gift card. So it might look different on your screen than what it sees on our screen, but we're going to be judging it based on what we see on our, sc our screen. All right. Are you guys ready for Bible trivia? Are you ready for question number one? Are your typer typing fingers ready? Your typer fingers. Are your typing fingers ready? Is your Google search ready? Whatever you need to do, let's jump in to question number one for Bible trivia. Question number one. Whom did Paul rebuke for his attitude towards the Gentiles? Was it A, Silas, B, Barnabas, C, Peter, or D, Waldo? Whom did Paul rebuke for his attitude towards the Gentiles? Oh, I see the answers coming in. They're, I'm seeing them coming in on YouTube. I don't see anyone, anyone on Facebook yet. Whom did Paul rebuke? for his attitude towards the Gentiles. They're coming in, they're coming in, they're coming in. All right, what's the answer? It is C, Peter. And the first one that I see over on YouTube goes to Cindy Orr. Well done, Cindy Orr. You get that first one. And, and guys, we want you to know, if you get it correctly, if you're the first one to get it correctly, please reach out to us. We'll try to reach out to you, but we want to make sure we get that gift into your hands. So congratulations, Cindy Orr, for getting uh, question number one first. All right, let's move on to question number two. Question number two for Bible trivia, we got... A phone. In which book of the Bible will you, uh, will you find the story of Samson? A, 1 Kings, B, Judges, C, Genesis, or D, the book of Samson? In which book of the Bible will you find the story of Samson? Oh, I see they're coming in. 
Oh, they're coming in quick. They're coming in real quick. Boom, 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 boom. That was, the, that was the sound effect of them coming in on our screen. In which book of the Bible will you find the story of Samson? The correct answer is... B. Judges. It's in the book of Judges. And that, that one, I'm scrolling back, I'm scrolling back. That one also goes to Cindy Orr over on YouTube. I'm, I'm noticing that YouTube is a little bit quicker than Facebook. So if you want to jump on over to the Brian Wright YouTube channel, where... Uh, you never know. You might have a better chance there. All right, so that second one also goes to Cindy Or Well done, Cindy. Let's move on to question number three. Question number three. If we have a question number three. There it is. Question number three. Who was the commander of Saul's army? Was it A, Absalom... B, Mephibosheth, C, Abner, or D, Colonel Sanders? <laughs> who was the commander of Saul's army? If you've been following along with the, uh, the man who would be king, you might know this one. I see the answers are coming up. I see they're coming in, they're coming in, they're coming in. Bum, 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 bum. They're coming in. Who was the commander of Saul's army. I'm in Saul's army. The answer is C, Abner. Now let me scroll back to see who got that one first. That one goes to Cindy Orr again. Wow. Cindy Orr is destroying it. George said E, General Grievous. That was not on. That was not, that was not an option, George. I don't know what you're doing. All right, well done, Cindy. All right, let's see if anyone can beat out Cindy for these last two Bible trivia questions. I, I have a feeling that Cindy pays pretty good money on a good internet connection. <laughs> All right, let's move on to question number four. Question number four for today's Bible trivia. What island was Paul shipwrecked on while being taken to Rome? Was it A, the island of Malta, was it B, the Isle of Patmos? Was it C, Crete? Or was it D, Bora Bora? What island was Paul shipwrecked on while being taken to Rome? Oh, they're coming in. They're coming in quick. What island was Paul shipwrecked on while being taken to Rome? Was it A, Malta, B, Patmos, C, Crete, or D, Bora Bora, and George said, E, Treasure Island. I'm really appreciating your answers, George, but they're wrong. They're not even options. All right, who, what, what island was he shipwrecked on? It was A, Malta, and that one goes to Holly Shaver over on YouTube. Well done, Holly. Yes, Paul was on the island of Patma, or pa island of Malta. John, or John the Revelator? John. I, I always get John and James mixed up. John was banished to the island of Patmos where he wrote Revelation, but no, it was, it was A. Malta. All right, and now, well done, Holly, for, for getting that one correctly. Now let's go into our last question. This is my favorite question of the day. Question number five for Bible trivia we have Who stabbed the fat king? Was it A. Elijah? B, Nathan, 
C, Ehud, or D, Robin Hood? <laughs> Was it A, Elijah, B, Nathan, C, Ehud, or D, Robin Hood? Uh, I see the answers coming in. Who stabbed the fat king? I feel like that could be a good jingle. Who stabbed the fat king? Who stabbed the fat king? A, Elijah, B, Nathan, C, Ehud, D, Robin Hood. The answer is C, it was Ehud. He's the one, the left-handed man who went in and stabbed the fat king. That's, Serena told me, that's my favorite Bible story uh, this morning whenever I was asking her the question and she forgot the guy's name. <laughs> I was like, is it really your favorite Bible story then? But it is. So that goes to, wait, let me look real quick. That one goes to Arabella over on YouTube. Well done, Arabella. You get that one. Uh, Johnny said, I thought you said fat kid. No. <laughs> no, that would be a, a pretty interesting Bible story. But no, it was not a fat kid. It was a fat king. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for joining. You know what? We're going to do it the next one. Hey, man, I got, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. We got, let's give you a question, a sixth question which this one, will, uh, this one is going to be a little bit more difficult, so you might want to get your Google, your Google search ready for this one. All right, question number six for Bible trivia. Our bonus question of the day. To which church in Revelation did Jesus tell to return to their first love? Was it A, the Church of Philadelphia? Was it B, uh, Ephesus? Was it C, the Church of Laodicea? Or was it D, the Catholic Church? Which, <laughs> which church in Revelation did Jesus tell to return to their first love? Was it A, Philadelphia? Was it B, Ephesus? Was it C, Laodicea? Or was it D, the Catholic Church? What church was it? I'm seeing the answers coming in. They're coming in quick. They're coming in hot. To which church was it? What's the answer? It was B, the church of Ephesus, the church of Ephesus, the church of the Ephesians. And who does that go to? I see that one's going to Holly Shaver over on YouTube. Well done, Holly. Well done. That You get some points. And guys, if you won today, make sure you reach out to us. Send us a message on Facebook or go to whatsright.com and reach out to us or we'll reach out to you. We'll do our best to connect with you, but we want to make sure you get those in your hands. All right. Well, congratulations to all of our winners today for Bible Trivia. Now, in just 30 quick seconds, we're going to be transitioning over into What's the Word? We have a powerful word for you today. It's going to be great. We'll see you right there, but, take, but, but we'll see you there. <laughs> said nice graphic that was all buddy buddy made that one good job 
the power of the word. Power. You got taller. There is power, power, <laughs> one word, power in the word. In the blood. I know it's blood. <laughs> I was just trying to make it, put it into the. You were very silent that whole time. Did you not like my song? Oh, is this how, is this? Welcome is this to what that it's like? <laughs> Anytime you do a jingle, I, I understand. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know the feeling now. Oh no, I was I was just thinking. I I'm, gave y'all a good uh, shift here at the last minute. I said, hey, let's include Serena on here, and uh, there was a lot lot of shifting going on. Y'all did very good in a very quick. If you period heard the time. loud boom in the back, that was like a, a chair very authoritatively being put on the ground. So that's yeah. what that was. No one fell. <laughs> But yeah, thank you for being on today. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and share the broadcast. It's going to be a powerful word. And if you missed yesterday's or, you know, if you'd like to grow, go back and watch yesterday's because it was powerful. Yesterday was awesome. Amen. Hey, Glory man. to God. So we were talking, um, we were talking yesterday about uh, the word works. We were talking about that on Sunday at the broadcast as well. But uh we, I wanted to talk about just the simplicity of the power of yeah. the word. Uh, a couple of scriptures in particular, I believe one is Psalms 107 where it said, He sent His word and mm -hmm. healed them. Yeah. Um, he said they preached the word everywhere in Mark 16. I think it was verse 19 or 20. And he says He preached the word everywhere and uh, he, with signs and wonders following what mm -hmm. they preached. Mm -hmm. Um, we see that the word is a fire yeah. and a rock, or it hammers the rock, it crushes the rock. Yeah. Uh, in the Jeremiah 23, 29, I believe it is. And uh, so we see the power of the word all over the Bible. Uh, we see in Mark, or excuse me, Matthew 4, 4, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds yeah. out of the mouth of God. And so there's a power yeah. in the Word, in the Word of God. And we know that this is the written Word of God. We know that Jesus was the Word made flesh. And I wanted to talk about that today. Just um, what, what do y'all see in the Word and how can we apply it uh, in our lives? Because if the Word is that powerful, mm -hmm. how do we access that? How do we get a hold of that? How do we manifest that? So... Um, Rega. I was, well, I was thinking of uh, Jeremiah. As you were preaching on Sunday, that the verse came into my spirit where Jeremiah said, I found your word and I ate them. Uh -huh. And it yes. became in me j the joy, you know, of my heart. Yes. Or, or my soul, whatever it was, you know. He said, I found your word and I ate them. I consumed them. And it became in me joy. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so when we... When we take the word and we don't just like, oh man, that's a good word, or just like even like take little tiny bits and pieces, like it's the bread, you know, mm -hmm. it brings yeah. life, you know. God has a daily word for us, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and when we take it and we don't just like chew on it and spit it out, but we consume it, digest it, let it like, uh, you know, when you digest something, it then feeds your body, it then, you know, yeah. it, like everything you do is strengthened by that, you know. And so, like, when he said, I took your word and I ate them and it became in me joy, like, you can see the fruit of taking the word, not just chewing on him, but digesting it, making, like, letting it get through you. Yeah. You know, and then, and then 
you know, anything that you get in you has to come out yeah. or else it'll become poisonous, you know. Right. So, like, we don't just take it, but then we also have to, to exert it and use yeah. it and mm -hmm. apply it. Yeah. Yeah. Even water, you know, even water, if you have too much of it, can actually damage you and hurt you, even though it's not bad in itself. Mm -hmm. But if you have no outlet, it can yeah. kill you, yeah. you know. Um, we need to have fruit of the word as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, and as fruit is produced, like I'm thinking, as, as you're talking, like what I'm thinking of is as you plant an apple tree, the apple tree has apples that yeah. appear on the branches. But what happens is inside of those apples are additional seeds. Mm -hmm. So as the word comes into us, we're then designed to take that fruit and then plant those mm -hmm. seeds. Like mm -hmm. everything in the kingdom is a seed. Like yeah. the kingdom is built or the kingdom is established on seed time and harvest. That's how the Lord's designed it. Mm -hmm. And we need to take not just the fruit that we've eaten, but we then need to take it and plant it. Like our yeah. life is a field and we mm -hmm. determine the crop that is in the field. Yeah. Ted, Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth says often that, you know, the fruit that we're eating today is based off of the seeds that we sowed yesterday. Mm -hmm. So seeds of life have to be planted in the field in order to have a harvest that's worth anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love the analogy that you used on Sunday with the Rubik's Cube yeah. and how there's always an algorithm. Tell for, them, but yeah. for anybody that wasn't watching, tell sure. them what. So on Sunday, Pastor Brian was talking about, you know, the Rubik's Cube, how there's always an algorithm to be able to uh, solve it. And uh, just as much as we can rely on that algorithm, no matter the problem, how yeah. complicated the problem of the Rubik's Cube is, there's always an algorithm to solve it. And if we can rely on those algorithms, how much mm. more can we rely on this word? Cool. Uh, because the word works, you know, yeah. we can work this word and what God says mm. will bring us life yeah. and it will produce that fruit. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it just makes me like God said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. You know, um, I, w I could pick up a Rubik's cube that's unsolved and just be overwhelmed by it. Like I have no idea how to solve this. I have no idea what to do. And I can just start twisting and doing all these things. I'll mm -hmm. never be able to solve it because I've never actually took the time to figure out how yeah. it's supposed to be done. Yeah. Like you have where you research the algorithms, you research the, 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 the ways to, get it, to figure it out, you know? Yeah. And so we'll never really be able to, like we can go into life completely stressed out and confused and worried be, and, and it'll destroy us if we don't have the knowledge or the understanding of what the word says, you know, yeah. or of how to apply it to our situations. Yeah. That's true. And, and so how can you receive the solutions if you haven't studied the mm -hmm. word and don't know what's there? You yeah. know, people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, I think you said. Yeah. And it's one of those, you know, I, I, just so you know, you know, this was scheduled to be us three. But and when I found out you were here, I felt like you would bring something to it mm -hmm. today. And I wanted you just felt led by the Holy Ghost to have you on here as well. And um I really think that there's a power that's being allowed uh, left on the table, so to speak, uh, because people are not utilizing the promises that are in the Word and the power yeah. that's in the Word. They're not, they're not applying those things, but the Word is working. The Word always works. You know, we talked about Isaiah 55, 11. He said, my word will not return void. It will accomplish everything that it was sent to do. And the beautiful thing is this word was sent to bring every person that will have it 
abundance. It was in every area of life. I'm not just talking financially, but abundance and peace, abundance, you know, that your joy may be full. I'll tell you these things, that your joy may be full. It's an abundance of life to the full till it overflows in John 10, 10. Um, this word is there to do that, but if we've never applied it, if we don't know it, then we won't utilize it. If we know it but don't apply it, yeah. then we'll never have the manifestation of it. But this word will accomplish what it was sent to do. In other words, God has already designed for this word to bring us fullness and abundance. The question is, are we you know, utilizing what his word is there. So if he sent it to bring us fullness and abundance, it will bring us fullness and abundance. There's a power in it. All we have to do is utilize it and and put it to work. Uh, But how do we do that? And, And the power in the word, what kind of power are we talking about? You know, what kind of power are we supposed to be seeing? And this is why, you know, we've had a lot of conversations this year just simply about fruit because many people I I think that in America in 2020 we've had the idea that fruitfulness is checking the box that we went to church Mm -hmm. that's not that's not fruitfulness that is it a necessity and is it a requirement for a Christian Yes, do not forsake, there's a commandment, do not forsake the assembling of the saints. So yeah, it's a necessity for a Christian. It's a requirement, it's a commandment. And if you want to you know, eat the good of the land, then you'll be not only obedient to that word, but you'll be willing. You're, you want to go do that. But many quote unquote Christians in America, they don't want to do that. And, that, and so they're not seeing the power of the land. But going to church by itself is not fruitfulness. Yeah. That's how we learn to be fruitful. That's where we learn how to be fruitful, yeah. how to apply it. But fruit laid out by the word is a manifestation of God's love. Yeah. And that means it, the love is manifested in new souls, one to the kingdom. The love is manifested in making disciples. The love is manifested in the power of God. Yeah. Uh, the love is manifested in supernatural revelation. And, and the love is manifested in the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. So life and heart, heart change, uh, revelation. In other words, I'm not talking about, oh, I just found the new, a cute little new twist in the Bible. I've never seen that little nugget like that. No, I'm not talking about revelation like that. I'm talking about supernatural Holy Ghost yeah. revelation that changes a life yeah. just like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the revelation of God that produces power and fruit and manifestation of on a heavenly level. Yeah. Then you have power. You've got healing, miracles, deliverance. Uh, you've got where a word of knowledge, you know, where all of a sudden you get somebody's attention because you just read their mail. Um, you know, not too long ago, there was a lady that visited with uh, somebody. I think she was out of town, from out of town, and she visited. And the word that I had I had no idea who she was. I had no idea what she was going through. But the word that I had was spot on yeah. for her. And as soon as I said it, like she started tearing up and everything. Why? Because there was a supernatural power released in a word of knowledge yeah. specific to her case right now that she's dealing with. 
And it got her attention. And it yeah. got the people that brought her, it got their attention because they knew what she was going through. Yeah. Um, and just another few weeks ago, uh, there was somebody here that had never experienced being slain in the spirit. But when we prayed and laid hands on them, uh, the power of God shot through their body. And, you know, some people are like, uh, and then when they fall back and they're looking and they're making sure somebody's there. Now, this was like, you know, they they fell and they fell hard quick. And praise God, the usher was paying attention, you know, uh, one of those. And then they thought, wow, OK, that's real. And then all of a sudden they go and. You know, I go, the Lord says, go back and pray for them again. And they were standing in front of a seat and I pray for them again and boom, they go out again. They never had that happen before. The fruit of God is not something that's ethereal that right. we never see. Right. It, fruit is not fruit unless there's manifestation. You know, you can say, well, that's an apple tree. There's apples in that tree. But if it never brings a fruit out of its limbs, mm -hmm. it's not a accurate apple tree. It's, mm -hmm. it's the form of an apple tree, mm -hmm. but there's no fruit. And, and John 15 says, you know, look, you are called to have fruit. Mm -hmm. You are called to have fruit. So when we, you know, and not only that, but disciples, making disciples, winning souls. You know, we're over 1,500 commitments to Christ this year, mm -hmm. even with the lockdown. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I want more. But in other words, I, we should all be looking, how can I have more fruit? And so when you look at a church and you look at a person, God's looking at their fruit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at the power that is produced. He's looking at the love that's manifested. Yeah. And if this word and if God is so powerful and so loving, where's the fruit? Yeah. You know, Wendy's had the commercial years ago. I'll date myself for some of you. <laughs> as Where's the beef? In other other words, you'd tell me you got a hamburger. Where's the beef? You know, because they would put you know a, a big patty on on their hamburgers. But where's the beef? The old old lady. Where's the beef? And um, where's the fruit? Where's the fruit? And if you're interested in hearing a longer teaching on fruit, way back when we first started Lunch Plus, we actually did a teaching called "Where's the Beef." Eh, fruit. So if you go back in the archives, <laughs> right. like over a year ago, that's in there and it's really powerful. So you can go back and watch that too. Amen. So we need to be seeing these things, not just talking about them. Yeah. And the world is looking for something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we need to be talking about it, but not just talking about seeing it. We need to be seeing the power of God manifested yeah. and produced. And that's not just a pastor's job. That's your job. Yeah. That's your job. That's your job. Yeah. And it's time for us to say, if I'm not seeing this, yeah. Lord, show me what to change yeah. in me. Mm -hmm. you know, and we do that as a church as well. Every church should be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But where is this? Where is this production? Where is this fruitfulness? Yeah. You know? We did, I think in that series, I said, what good is it to have a Lamborghini shell and a loud engine, but no transfer of power to the asphalt? Right. You know, it just if all it is is a pretty shell and a loud engine, that's great. But I want to get in the thing and go fast. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. You know, it does no good to be able to rev your engine up. Mm -hmm. Forget about that. Yeah. I, can, I can make a bunch of things get loud. Yeah. I want to go fast. I want fruit. I want production. It's not worth anything if you can't transfer power to the road, yeah. uh, you know, where the rubber meets the road. So the, where the rubber meets the road for church is... Yeah. Where's the fruit yeah. and where's the power of the word made manifest? And we need to allow that to challenge us and, and say, okay, it says I should be walking in it. He said, you'll do these works and greater. It says I should be walking in it. Where is that? Mm -hmm. yeah. Where is it? I had a, uh, a person that follows me on Instagram. He reached out to me last week and sent me this article and basically started talking to me about you know, this article, it's one of the reasons why so many people are leaving the church. What do you have to yeah. say about that? Like trying to be argumentative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my response back to him was the people reason or the reason that people are leaving the church is because the church hasn't been the church. Like the church Correct. hasn't produced yeah. power you, at impact. We did a class on the book of Acts. And if you go through the book of Acts, people's responses to the Holy Spirit and to yes. the power coming out was Awe. They were amazed, they constantly were amazed, amazed, constantly mm -hmm. amazed. Yeah. And the working of the of God was suddenly. Yeah. It was a suddenly work. It mm -hmm. wasn't a, in 20 years from now something That's happened. Right. It's when they prayed something happened. When they walked through the streets, their shadow healed the mm -hmm. sick because yes. they put the word to work before they had the promise in their eyes. Like yeah. they mm -hmm. chose to believe the word of God. They chose to go to the upper room, even though they had no reason to go to the upper room other than the word that Jesus gave them. Mm -hmm. And when they obeyed that word, they did what Jesus said to do. Then power came to them. The word will produce power, but we've got to be responsive to mm -hmm. what the word actually says to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's something about a powerful church yeah. in operation, even in the midst of persecution. Yeah. Yes. From, from the government, yeah. you know, from, from the higher ups. I mean, if you go, if you go into a into a country where Christianity is illegal and you heal a diplomat's crippled son, yeah. there's like, you know, there's going to be something going on where like you'll have more authority and ability yeah. to do things, you know, instead of hiding our faith, yeah. you know, instead of hi like hiding behind closed doors and yeah. just, you know, practicing Christianity inside, but you, but you have the, the empowerment and the leading of the spirit to yeah, God. Right. That's what Paul yes. did. Yes. You know, yeah. Paul went from city to city. He got stoned to death, drug out of this, out of the city. And then he just popped up and went back in and kept yeah. preaching, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, like, but, but also at the same time, as they're walking around, like you were saying, he, like their shadows were healing people. Yeah. Whenever you have something like that, I mean, the Bible says that they were confirming the word yeah. through yes. signs and wonders. Yeah. You know, that's what was confirming the, the message that yeah. they were preaching. Mm -hmm. You know, the Pharisees couldn't stop Jesus because the crowds were so amazed at the works that he was doing. Yeah. You know, they, they, they wanted to, they were trying to conspire, you know, in different things, but the crowds were just amazed, you know, yeah. right. in Acts 2, whenever they began to speak the wonderful things of God in people's own natural languages, they were amazed. And at that, because of that, that sign, that supernatural, yeah. you know, uh, wonder, 3,000 were added that day. Yeah. When, if we were to walk out into the street, someone gets hit by a bus and dies right before us, and then we command them to rise up, yeah. there's going to be some talk. You right. know, People aren't going to be like, oh, I wonder if God still exists. They're going to see something that, that, that they won't be able to question yeah. it, and, and there's going to be something supernatural going on. Yeah. You know, it's, Did you have something? 
Yeah, when you were talking, what kept coming to mind was Kenneth Copeland often says, is God honest? Yeah. You know, and so yeah. it's good to hear this about Peter and Paul mm. and Jesus. Like, they were doing these things, but we mm. have to make it personal for ourselves as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, is God honest? Can I actually lay hands on the sick and see yeah. them recover? And so mm. getting that real in our own yeah. spirits mm -hmm. is what's first important for us to be yeah. able to do as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. As you're talking about, you know, what happens if a nation's closed off and you heal a diplomat's son, mm -hmm. what it reminded me of is there's a story of, I believe, Lester Sumrall when he was in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. There was a girl that was demon-possessed, yeah. and so many people in that yeah. country had gone and had tried to heal her. Like, doctors tried, psychiatrists tried, like, mm -hmm. they tried everything. Mm -hmm. And the demonic oppression and possession of her was killing other people. And when he heard her cries, like, because they played it over the radio, when he heard her her cries, the voice of God, the word of God was, go deliver her. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, no, <laughs> he didn't want to go, but he knew the voice of the Lord. So he went and he went to the leader of that country and he's like, well, you're, you're probably going to die. So I don't want to let you go there. You're an American. Like the nations are looking yeah. at us. If you go as an American and die, we're going to have like a colossal issue. And he's mm -hmm. like, I won't die because my Lord will be with me. Yeah. And so he said to go ahead. And he went and the power of the Lord flowed through him and delivered the girl. Like she was yeah. delivered free from those demons. Mm -hmm. And there were countries watching. Yes. And the entire country of the Philippines, from that one action, the leader of the nation at that time yeah. dedicated the country mm -hmm. to the Lord. It went into a revival yeah. from that from that deliverance. Yeah. You know, and one of the things I'm thinking also about uh, Stephen Hurlbert, an evangelist, yeah. if you don't know him, a good friend of ours. And uh, he was down in the islands preaching the gospel. And where he was preaching at, uh, the pastor's wife actually went into labor like months early. Yeah. And so that basically meant the baby's going to die. And so she, she didn't just go into labor. Her water broke. Yeah. And she was months early. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was a really bad situation because you're talking about if, if it lived, if the baby lived, you talk about deformities, problems yeah. all their life. And uh, while they were in the service, he prayed, you know, uh, just for the power of God. Mm -hmm. And the woman, and I don't know if you know this, but if, you, you know, if you've had kids, when the water breaks, that baby has to be born. Mm -hmm. Like there's, that, it's an absolute. When the water breaks... There's got to be a baby born within about 24 hours. Well, supernaturally, the woman's womb filled back wow. with water. Yeah. So the water broke, and then she lost all the water. Supernaturally, it filled back with water. Well, that testimony went throughout the country and literally got to uh, the prime minister called him and opened up those doors. That, but that doesn't come from us sitting there and checking the box. Right. We've got to be looking for fruitfulness and have an expectation and have a, a working knowledge of the power of God in the yeah. Word. One of the most frustrating things that I've seen uh, during this period of time that we had the lockdown was to hear Christians and to hear pastors say, we haven't missed church. And I'm thinking, God, that's the worst testimony ever because what you're saying is there was nothing there to miss. Like we missed 
We, we never missed a service, but we missed being together. Yeah, and sure. and we, we had church in the parking lot for, I don't know, a month and a half. But we missed family. We missed the power of God. You know, in other words, what you're saying is there was nothing going on that you missed. And I heard person after person, and it's like they were telling them that, Telling themselves that to give themselves, you know, peace and where what they were deciding. I was like, God, that's a horrible testimony mm-hmm. to Christians and to the world. Yeah. We should be walking in it so much that people are yearning mm-hmm. for the yeah. things of God, and that's the power that the Word contains. It will. He sent His Word and healed them. Yeah. He sent His Word and delivered. The yeah. truth of the Word uh, will set you free as you continue in it. You know, uh, it will give you nourishment. I was looking at, at Proverbs three. Don't forget my teaching. Uh, teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. You know, it just goes on and the, all the all the different things that yeah. will be added. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just thinking, well, I, I remember there was a church that I interviewed at before I came here. And, um, and uh, one of the questions they asked me was, um, how, like, how do you um, lead teenagers to the Lord? Because I was applying for the youth pastor position. Well, before that, I asked them, like, what are you doing to win souls? Because they were saying, oh, there's a big need, you know. And um, they didn't really have a plan. They were like, well, we used to, but, you know, things are going on, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and then they asked me, I'm like, you just give them the gospel. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if there's like a, a formula. It's the gospel. Yeah. You know, Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God. It's the power. Unto salvation. Yes. So all I have to do is speak the gospel out of my mouth and the power of God in the gospel, not in my words, not in my eloquence. I don't have to convince them. You know, I just have to share the gospel and the power of God in that word of the gospel will bring it like that's the power unto salvation. It's up to them whether Mm -hmm. they receive the power, but the power of God is there in the word. And it reminds me of when Paul went to the Corinthians. Um, He said, uh, in 1 Corinthians 2, 1, he said, When I came to you, I did not come with el- excellence of yeah. speech mm-hmm. or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Christ and Him crucified. Yes. So he's saying, I didn't come to you with a very special word where, where I, you know, very special message where it was perfectly crafted to, to you know, get your mind thinking, yeah. to mm-hmm. show off your depravity. No, he said, I just came to you knowing nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Yes. Just, just the gospel. The bare bones gospel. And he said, and he said, it was, I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words or human of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Yeah. So that your faith should not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So he just gave them the bare bones gospel and then demonstrated in the power, through the power of the word. And through the through the testimony, and then because they just heard the bare bones gospel, not some some brain tickling message, you know, right. mm-hmm. but they heard the gospel, and then they saw the gospel manifest. They were yeah. able to come to. It. Yeah. yeah, amen. You got anything else? No. No. Well, one of the things that I was looking at was Romans fifteen, uh, Romans fifteen verse eighteen through uh, nineteen. But if looking at it almost just kind of look, I want you to see what the end was and then back up from that. So if you look at verse 
20, it says, I aspired to preach the gospel. So the context is he preached the good news. Mm -hmm. He preached the good news of Christ. In the end of verse 19, it says, uh, so that from Jerusalem and round about as far as uh, the I city, Illyricium, I fully preach the gospel of Christ. You know, it's interesting they adds the word there, fully preached. Yeah. I fully preached. Yeah. Uh, so the context is preaching the gospel, but he defines it by saying, I gave every bit of the gospel. I fully preached the gospel. Okay, what then, by the Holy Ghost coming through Paul to the Romans, what then is fully preaching? Okay, now go to verse 18 and read through 19. For I will presume to, to speak of anything, uh, for I will not presume to speak of anything, uh, but what Christ has accomplished through me, yeah. resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed. In yeah. other words, when the preaching is preached correctly, one of the first things that you'll see is that it's, it's only what Christ has done. It's what Christ is doing and what he's done, you know, what he's actively doing in people's lives based on what he's done. The second thing that you'll see when you fully preach the gospel is that it will cause people to change their words and their actions. Mm -hmm. When you preach the gospel, if people are not changing their words and their actions, then you're not accomplishing what you should. There's something else that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Now look at this, verse 19. In the power of signs and wonders, in the power of the Spirit, so that from Jerusalem, round about as far as... uh, Illyricium, I f- have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So the full gospel preached mm-hmm. has a lasting effect in yeah. the heart and lives of people, in their words and their actions. Uh, the, the fully preaching the word is on what Christ has done. Mm-hmm. Fully preaching the word is accompanied with signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. And this is not just Paul talking. This is the Holy Ghost talking yeah. to the church, mm-hmm. showing that we don't need to just have preaching that stirs emotion. We need preaching yeah. with the, what you just said that comes in demonstration and power. Yeah. The word has power in it, and it doesn't have power simply because I preached it hard. It has power in it because the word by itself is supernatural. And if I will preach it with an expectation of the power that will come through, then God can move on people's hearts and minds without me trying to draw on them emotionally. Many people are trying, they're trying to craft their messages in a worldly logic, but they don't really believe that the word is carrying its own power with it. And, you know, even Sunday I said, I know that I'll end up preaching some, but I'm actually trying not to preach just so the power can draw. And I I didn't preach a ton, but it was a powerful message. But it ended up, you know, people flooded the altar uh, because of it. And I wasn't trying to put a pull on them emotionally. There was power in the word preached. And that's what we have to see is we have to know what God can do through the foolishness of preaching. It's the power for salvation through the foolishness of preaching. And Mm so we, you know, we want to, we want to take the foolishness. The world wants to take the foolishness out of preaching. And that's the wrong thing to do. You know, we want to make it all logical, make Mm -hmm. it all, let it all make sense. But God says, look, to men who are uh, in a corrupted state, it's going to look like foolishness. Mm -hmm. 
But there's a power in the word. And to those, some people will call it foolish, but others will be moved to salvation through it. And the, and the working will go in them. The healing will go in them. The miracles will happen in them. There's a foolishness of preaching. And, and see, if you don't know that there's power in the word, then you won't trust that. And then you won't see it. Yeah. Well, and as we're talking, like what comes up to me is you're called to be a preacher of the gospel. Whoever you are, it doesn't matter if you're called to the fivefold or if you're called to be a janitor or if you're called to be a teacher, you're called to be a preacher of the gospel. Yeah. You're a minister mm -hmm. of the gospel. That's what you minister. That's what you have to give others is the gospel. Yeah. You don't have to know the best words, every single doctrine that the word contains. Yeah. What you need to know is John three sixteen. For God so loved yeah. the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, there's something that you see in the body of Christ is oftentimes a person wins like and does great things for the Lord when they're first saved because they don't have religion or anything else in their brain. They just have the purity of the goodness of God. And that's what the world needs. You don't need to know every single thing. Study the, to show yourself approved. But you just need to know God is good and he's for yeah. people. He loves people. He desires people. And his word is there to set people free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's yes. freedom. And in this word is the spirit of the Lord. Jesus is his word. The word is Jesus. So in the word, there's freedom. When you preach to someone, when you see somebody at the grocery store and you smile and you say, you know, Jesus loves you, you're preaching the gospel to them. Yes. When you tell them he has a wonderful, perfect plan for your life. Yeah. He wants you to live life to the overflow. He died for you. He loves you. You're preaching mm -hmm. the good news. That yeah. is the gospel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So don't let stuff like this intimidate you mm -hmm. and talk you out of doing what the Lord says you're called to do. Take what you've got in your hand and the Lord will add to it. Tell somebody today, go win souls today. It's as simple as saying God loves you. He's for you. Yeah. Let's make your relationship with him brand new today. That's all it is. It's getting them to confess and realize that God is for them. It's easy, yeah. but it comes from knowing and truly it comes from an overflow of your relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. I, I no. Said. Yeah. When you were talking, uh, it made me think of Romans 3, 4, and it says, rather let God be found true and every man a liar yeah. that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. And so a lot of what we're saying, it does go against from what we've learned, you know, mm. from what the culture says, uh, from what our feelings are saying. I love mm. how Pastor Nicole always goes back to, you can't trust your feelings. Your feelings are not your truth. Yeah. The word of God is your truth. Mm. Let God be true what he's saying and every mm. man a liar. Let God be yeah. true and your symptoms be a liar. Yeah. And so uh, not relying on that but really I'm just putting Bible. it in the screen because <laughs> it like, wasn't in the screen you're just like just hitting my leg yeah. like God be true and every man a, li a liar yeah, yeah so that's it yeah. Yeah. Well, you wonder why Billy Graham was so successful you know yeah. like in his evangelism mm -hmm. and in his presentation of the gospel and like you, you listen to his messages and they're not so eloquent and like deep founded rooted things that it's his messages mm -hmm. were simple yeah, you know, he took the gospel and and he presented it in a way that a five year old can understand yeah. it. Yeah. You know, like he did, like he didn't come, like Paul said, in eloquence and all these things, but he came just presenting the gospel. Yeah. And when any message that he preached, 
he ensured that it was infused with the word. Yeah. Like yes. I, I don't remember what the number was. He wanted at least, like he said, I would not preach a message without having at least like, I don't know if it's 60. That might be, it, it, it might was be. A that. Lot. It was a lot. It was like, how can you fit it? But he wouldn't like every sentence go, thus saith the word of the Lord in the book of John chapter three, verse, he would just quote him. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so, so the reason why his messages were able to draw in tens of thousands and and in one meeting, but then like long-term millions upon millions upon millions of people into the kingdom of God, literally ushering yes. uh, like widespread revival mm-hmm. where you probably know at least five people, you know, at least bare minimum five people, you know, that, that uh, mm-hmm. came to Christ or their parents came to Christ through the through ministry, that ministry. Yeah. through the yeah. ministry of Billy Graham. Why? Because he preached nothing but the gospel and just the word. Like yeah. mm-hmm. he would just quote the word, quote the word, and the word of God. Yeah. It's the gospel, the power of God unto salvation, and that's why he saw so many people yeah. come, to, mm-hmm. come to Christ. I found that early on, you know, I would get into, I'd get into a service, and the Lord would tell me to do something that was illogical. Um, multiple times, I was in services, and the Lord would tell me to do something that I knew that logic would have a problem with. Uh, but I, I learned that let God be true and every man a liar, including, including my own feelings. Yeah. And I would trust the Lord. And then all of a sudden I'd get a testimony back uh, about the power of God that was yeah. released mm-hmm. when I did that illogical thing. Mm-hmm. And I learned to trust that. I learned to trust the Lord. But what I want you to see is when we act on the word of God, which may appear foolish or illogical to us, um, you will see the power of God. And you might not know the manifestation of it now, but as people are preaching, one of the things that, you know, in churches and preaching, uh, don't, don't throw away the fact that God knew who would be there that day. God knew what they needed. Uh, you may think you know what they need, but God actually knows what they need. And uh, they were there for a reason, and he, and he knew what events would happen and what ones wouldn't. The question is, were the events led by the Holy Ghost, or were they led by human logic when we laid out the sermon prep, you know, when we laid out the schedule of events, or, or did the, um, the handouts for that day, uh, you know, are we allowing God to do what he wants to do? Because right. it's the foolishness of preaching. It's the illog- illogical nature of being led by the Holy Ghost, illogical to a corrupted flesh of man uh, that is foolishness. But God says it's the power. The verses that I was quoting from earlier is 1 Corinthians 1. And I'll just I'll read verse 20 through 24 and just hear this as we wrap up today. There's a power in the Word, a power. There's a power in the Word of God. There's a power in being led by Him, uh, hearing from Him, and then being obedient. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. If you're willing and obedient, but being obedient uh, means that you heard what to do as well. And, and just listen to this. Where is 1 Corinthians 1.20? Uh, where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, which is a great point in itself. We know if you're born again, you know that the best things are found in God. The best thing, put that in the comment, the best things are found in God. 
But all of the wisdom of a corrupted world, all the wisdom of this world did not put people in God's hands. Mm -hmm. They didn't put them in, in his best. Yeah. It wasn't the world's wisdom that drew men to God. Yeah. So why would we as preachers go back to the world's wisdom to try and entice people? Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. It's contrary to the word. Mm -hmm. But yet we're trying to get the latest mic drop moments in our services mm -hmm. instead of just sticking with the word. Yeah. Instead of just sticking with the leading of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. The best things are found in God. Yeah. And never did the wisdom of the world put mankind in God's hand. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work like that. And it never will. All right. And so then he says, for since the wisdom of God... Uh, uh, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. God was well pleased yeah. through the foolishness of the message preached. Now watch the context is a preached message. So some people will say, well, we don't need preaching. And let me just tell you, preaching is not just preaching online or in a recording. Preaching is when you're sitting in the presence of it. There is a proximity of the anointing that you want to be in. Yeah. Uh, you want to be in a proximity. Just ask the guy... Uh, the, the dead man, the young dead man that they threw on Elisha's bones. How important was proximity that day? When he touched the bones of a residual anointing in, in the bones of Elisha in that cave, and that anointing brought him back to life. Yeah. Uh, it's preaching, preaching is uh, people that are hearing and they're in a close proximity physically. That's why we need to be at church. Get, I heard Pastor Tracy Harris uh, the other week, on he, they were doing the dividing line. He said, pastors, get your people to church. <laughs> you know, get your people to church. And I was like, glory. Glory to God. You know, people need to understand. You need proximity to the anointing. See, most people don't have a, a lot of, I won't say most, but it's probably true. But it's, I found that most people have no respect for the anointing because they've not been around people that are carrying it. And so they've got, it's just like, why, well, we're not really missing church. Why? Because you should be, if church is done right, you should be missing the assembly. Yeah. You know, because there's a power, there's a corporate anointing in the assembly. But see, if they're not carrying any anointing, who's got respect right. for it? Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you're not around somebody that the anointing flows over into your life, then no wonder we've got no respect for it. So where are the men and women of God who have a, an esteem for the power and the word of God yeah. enough where they're carrying an overflow so that people just want to get within shadows distance? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, so then he says this. For since the wisdom of God uh, through uh, the world, through its wisdom, did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. So a message preached carries on the word, carries with it a power to save. Mm -hmm. It's a power to save. For indeed, Jews ask for signs. And Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, that's a stumbling block. And to the Gentiles, that's foolishness. But to those who are the called, both yeah. Jews and Greeks. In other words, in the midst of that, yeah. 
even though they think it's foolishness, even though it's a, they may think it's a stumbling block, in the midst of that group of people will be a few that are the called of the Lord, that are yeah. chosen. Yeah. There'll be a few that he knows will hear the message. And although their brain will be stumbling over it, their brain will think it's foolish, there'll be an anointing that draws them to salvation yeah. through the power of the word. And it says, uh, but to those who are called, both the Jews and the Greeks, Christ, the anointed, which doesn't, you got to remember, Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. What does that mean? That means when he says Christ, he's saying the power that's in the word, the signs, the wonders that's in the fullness of the gospel. So we can't have a gospel without a fullness of power, yeah. without a fullness of Christ, without a fullness of the anointing. And we're not preaching the gospel if we're not preaching the power. Yeah. All right. Put that in the comments. We're not preaching the gospel if we're not preaching the power. Yeah. And he says, the power of God and the wisdom of God. See, Christ was the anointed one. He was the power and the wisdom. Verse, and verse 25. So what, was, what brought the power? The foolishness mm -hmm. of the word mm -hmm. preached. Mm -hmm. Of the word preached. The foolishness of the word. The word. He says this, verse 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger. Than yeah. men. Amen. Hallelujah. We've got to put some faith and some expectation on the power of the Word of God. Yeah. We've got to put some faith and expectation on the fullness of God's power. We don't want to see a little bit of His power. We want to see all heaven backing His Word. We want to see all heaven backing the Word. I'm not expecting when I preach. And at one point, I was like just happy if somebody raised their hand, if somebody got the Holy Ghost goosebumps or something. I used to be happy. I'm not, I'm not happy with that anymore. No, because I know that the power of God, it's not because I'm a better preacher. It's because I have a different expectation on the power of the word. Yeah. I'm not happy with that anymore. I'm not because I know it's more powerful than that. I'm expecting that when I preach, things start to happen. Yeah. I'm expecting that even while I'm preaching, the foolishness of the word preached, power will be transferred, anointing will be transferred, and healing will happen. The Holy Ghost will fall on somebody. They'll get filled with the Holy Ghost and can't stop shaking. And that just happened. Like we're having that happen on a regular basis. These are the kind of things that are reality in Acts. They're reality today for those who will believe it and walk it. There's a power in the Word. I'm not expecting to come into a service and it's like you can say, well, we're just a small church in a small town. Oh, that limits God? Uh, forget that. That doesn't limit God. God does great big things in small places. I'm believing for great big things. I'm expecting in Albemarle that when I preach, supernatural provision starts to drop on people. They get world-changing ideas, world-changing inventions, inventions that will give them freedom of time, freedom of money, that will allow them to be financiers of the kingdom of God, of the gospel, in the millions, yeah. in the billions. Yeah. I'm expecting billionaires to come out of now. the body that I'm preaching Amen. to all over the world, in America, in the
the Philippines, in Africa, Nigeria, Gabon. I'm in Mexico. I'm expecting wherever I go for the power of God to be released through the foolishness of preaching. That is completely life-changing. The question is, who's receiving it on that level? I'm expecting for every week. But who's receiving it on that level? Including y'all. Including you. You guys are receiving the word of God right now. God is not a respecter of persons and he's not a respecter of distance and time. If you are watching this and you're putting expectation in esteem, then right now you can expect healing virtue to be flowing through your camera, flowing through your speakers and entering your body right now. Where sickness was, healing virtue from the word of God is going to take up that space in your body right now. Where your finances were decreasing in the name of Jesus, Mm -hmm. life and life in abundance are being spoken to those finances right now. Where there was curse, there's now life because you are hearing the word of God. And if you put expectation on on. It doesn't matter if you're at work, if you're driving down the road, if you're in the bathroom trying to sneak in the word of God. God honors those yes. who honors him. Yes. And if, as yes. you honor the word of God today, then you can put expectation yes. that God's yes. word is going to work for you in whatever area you need saving. If you need yes. saving, you've got a savior whose yes. word is true and let every other man be a liar. You see, if you don't know that the word carries power with it, then you'll just go to a service or you'll listen to a message like this Mm -hmm. and there'll be no expectation Mm -hmm. to receive or for anything to manifest. Mm -hmm. But when you start to say, wait a minute, they're going to talk about the Word today. Mm -hmm. And I know my Savior who was the Word made made flesh. I know my Jesus who is all power and authority. I know my Father Mm -hmm. who rules and reigns everything. God most high, the majesty on high. I know the Holy Ghost who will bring the fullness of the power of God into this earth. And I know that when the Holy Spirit moves, through the foolishness of words preached, something supernatural is going to happen to me today. I receive that supernatural. You come in with that expectation. God is required to meet that expectation. Just like he was required to meet the expectation of the empty jars of oil. And see, when they put empty jars of expectation in front of God, he was required to fill them. And when you come in as an empty jar saying, Lord, I'm expecting you to fill me. I'm bringing what I got, but I'm expecting to walk out of here to the full till it overflows. Then that expectation will start to overflow into your life and things will change. Amen. 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 Like that. (laughs) They'll change. But if you're not bringing any of that, you're just like, oh, we're going to another service. Well, then you won't change. You won't see it. And many believers have not. And one of the things that we're looking for here at Boomerang, here at What's Right, uh, people to partner with us and all kinds of things, we're looking for people that want... Uh, that want to get out of average. Yeah. They want to get out of mediocrity. Yeah. I'm tired of being a par, on par. I'm tired of being in the middle. God has called me to greatness. I read it in his word. Yeah. Where are the people living it? Yeah. Where are the people moving forward? Where are the people that are going after God on that level? Well, you found some today. And not everybody likes that message because they think that it's humility to not be above. 
They think it's humility to be beneath. But God said that's not what the blessing is in Deuteronomy 28. He said the blessing, even in the Old Testament, was for you to be above and not beneath. The head and not the tail. He says to be blessed everywhere you go. That's what God's plan is. That's what God's will is. And we're called for abundance to do have abundance for every good work in 2 Corinthians 9. It's time for believers to see who they are in Jesus Christ, not see who they were in the devil of corrupted flesh, but to see who they are made the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ and to see that God has called you to do these things and greater. It is time for believers to rise up to that. Stop settling. Stop settling. And be who God's called you to be. And, and see, you don't have to be a pastor to be great. Every person that knows Jesus is a child of yeah. God. Amen. A supernatural child of God. You're called to greatness. You're called to shine. You're called for that glory to be on you. That means don't wait till Sunday to bring somebody to church. Go out today and be fruitful. Go out today and yeah. take the word to somebody. And share the gospel yeah. with them. And watch. And listen, they may come to the Lord today or you may water it. But you planted the seed, you watered it, yes. or you may harvest. But don't yeah. wait. Don't wait till God anoints you on from on high and separates you into your apostleship. Forget about that. Do something today right. as a yes. child of God. Do something today with a word that doesn't make sense yes. to anybody. And watch the power of God flow into yeah. your life. Amen. Jeremiah 112, God is watching over his word to perform it. Amen. So like right in this moment, as the word of God is coming out, as the word of God is being spoken, God is literally watching over it for whoever's going to receive it in faith. And he's getting ready to perform it. He's watching over it. So as we're sharing, God is already ready and prepared to perform what his word says. That's Mm -hmm. that's it, Jeremiah 112. He watches over his word, ready Mm -hmm. to perform it. So whenever you spoke supernatural debt cancellation out of the spirit in God's word, God was watching over who's going to receive it. Mm-hmm. He saw Kevin receive it, yeah. and then and then he performed it. Yeah. Yes, you know, yes. and that and and you know all the things that we've been talking about today, the healing, the whatever. You know, God is watching over it. The word is being spoken. Mm-hmm. The fool through the foolishness of preaching. And then, and he's looking for, the Bible says, God is looking for people who's, uh, to show himself yes. strong. And he's yes. searching over the earth, looking for those who he can show himself strong. He those wants to. heart yeah. is towards yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. So he's ready to perform it. We yeah. just have to take it by faith. Yeah. And how do we do that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Yes. Yeah. The word of God. So as we're hearing it, now we're going to receive yeah. it by faith. And God's ready yeah. to perform Amen. it. Amen. Yeah. As you're talking, what it makes me think of is Pastor Tracy. I've heard him say this say this a lot that you know there's a portal over our lives that we need to tap into. So like yeah. I've been in services where he's like, there's body parts floating in the room. Yeah. Like if you need a healing, reach up and take it. Mm-hmm. And that may sound crazy to some, mm-hmm. but that's because the word was spoken that healing is yours. And what yeah. you need by faith, yeah. you it's translating the things of God. Spiritually, it's been released yes. for those that will right. grab a hold of it yes. with their faith. 
and it's translating the yeah. things in the spiritual realm into the natural realm. And we do that by faith. Mm -hmm. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Hearing yeah. what? Hearing the word. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's available to you until you hear that God's released it mm -hmm. and it's just floating around. Yeah. If you need yeah. debt cancellation, you reach out and take mm -hmm. it. That word is still floating in the atmosphere. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. still there. We prayed it yesterday. You're out of debt and carry a debt canceling anointing. It's yours. If you yes. just receive faith from what Buddy said, then you take it and say that debt canceling, it's mine. I don't have debt anymore. The Lord is bringing about provision. You speak the word, yep. but you've got to receive it first. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you for your word, your supernatural power of the word that you have released inside of us today. Lord, we move our expectation from where it has been to where it should be. Yeah. In Jesus' name, we move our faith from where it has been to where it should yeah. be. We move our love and following your commandments from where it has been to where yes. it should be. Lord, we're, we want to, you're looking for people to do great and mighty exploits yeah. through, you, to release your power, to do great things. Lord, we're looking to be that person. Mm -hmm. We're setting ourselves. Here, here we are. Send us, Lord. We're not saying that we've had it all together up to this point. But we're saying, Lord, show us the way to move out of average, to move out of mediocrity and be your person. And whatever it yeah. takes, Lord, we'll do it. Whatever it takes, we will be those people. In Jesus' name, not just one, but a group, uh, many people. We will be those people in Jesus' name. We praise you for it. We give you all of the glory and the honor, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your power. And, Lord, thank you for the foolishness of preaching in Jesus' name. Thank you for the foolishness of preaching that releases a saving power of God yeah. in the lives of people, not just in the people that hear it, but the lives that will, they will touch for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Father, there's a released power through the foolishness of preaching. Lord, let us receive that power on the highest of levels and let us transfer and let us pass on your goodness, your manifest, manifested glory and love and grace. Let us pass it on. In, through your anointing, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. Amen. 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 Glory to God. You know, I'm reminded of this many times when, um, uh, a, a couple of things, many times when men of God in the Bible would have a moment with God, like God just moved something in me. God just, like when Jacob uh, wrestled with the angel. He said, I'm not letting go of you till you bless me. But then he sets up an altar there at Bethel. Uh, they, he makes an offering. When Noah comes through the flood, uh, he sets up an altar. Hey, Shannon, good to see you again. Uh, when uh, Noah sets up the uh, altar, he comes off the boat and he sets up an offer, off, altar and gives an offering. I was trying to say both of them at the same time. And uh, but you'll see, what are they doing? They're saying, Lord, I recognize you just deposited something in me. I recognize you just brought me through to another level. I recognize this. And they're saying, now I want to seal it. And here's what happened. So if I just gave you something, right, that's a physical exchange. However, if I say, Lord, out of a cheerful, I was talking yesterday about a cheerful and abounding heart. Lord, this is my heart. Out of my heart, the mouth speaks. Out of my heart, I choose to love on you. So see, if I just give this to you, that's not spiritual. 
But if I attach with that yeah. a spiritual love, yeah. now I've made a spiritual mm -hmm. covenant on that issue, and I've connected myself spiritually with it, which is why they set that offering up. Right. And so I think it's very important for us to say, uh, and, and why do I tell you this? Because your offerings can produce more. Right. Just like the Word can produce more if you know it, I give you this so that as you know that when I sow according to something that I've just received, it this is how spiritual transfer, this is how spiritual seals the deal. All right, I just sealed what I received. This is a covenant that we're saying, I see your love and I'm returning love. You know, we're in 1 John, it says, we love because... He first loved us. So he loves us first, and then our, our response to that is an action of faith that says, because you love me, now I'm going to love you. And yeah. so when you hear a message that moves you in your spirit, I'm not talking about emotional. I'm not talking about giving out a compulsion. Right. But you know you just received something from God. You might not even have words for it, but you know you just received something from the foolishness of preaching. That's a moment where you say, Lord, I see what you just gave me right. and you set up an mm -hmm. altar in your heart and you give that love and give that offering mm -hmm. and what you do is you connect yourself with that blessing and you seal it in your life it's a part of saying Lord I see you just honored me now I want to honor you mm -hmm. and uh, so this is this is not an earthly thing that's a heavenly thing and what you'll feel is that I need to so you actually saw several people when the in the midst of that anointing mm -hmm. some Sometimes there's a moment as well. It's like, I'm not letting this moment pass. While that anointing's flowing, I'm sowing right mm -hmm. there. So I even saw it while that anointing was really flowing. There's some people that we know that are, they understand what and when and how to, and they, they moved on. I saw you grab your phone and do that too. Miss Julie did, Priscilla did, several people did. But it's one of those things where you recognize the anointing and you're sowing yeah. into that. Not, you're not just sowing into a ministry. Right. You're sowing into the one who gives the power through right. that ministry. And so one of the things that uh, you'll do is is when you see that and you say, Lord, I'm attaching my love, all of a sudden what you're doing is you're not just planting a physical seed, you're planting a spiritual seed where moth and rust won't corrupt. And now you have the right to your right. heavenly account to have a harvest off of that yeah. thing. So I don't want you just to have a onesie, twosie, give here, give there. No, yeah. I want you to have fruit that remains because the seed uh, remains. Uh, Ratna, don't put your number and email on, on this. That's not the place to do it. Send it in a private message if you need to. But uh, anyway, so one of the things to do is as you give, anybody's welcome. They put it on the bottom of the screen there. On Facebook, you can type in the comments, hashtag no donate and the amount after that. Uh, or you can go to Give BC and sow a seed. And we want people to sow a seed, of course, but it's not because we need you to finance everything. It's because you want to be a part of what God's doing and sow into the gospel. In Mark 10, it says, If you sow for my name's sake or for the gospel's sake, you will receive now in this time and in the time to come. Yeah. And that's God's way. That's his plan. Amen. And so for everybody that is sowing today, whether we can see it or not, or somebody that may watch the archive and see that, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, those seeds that are sown, 
Let them be multiplied. Let them be uh, multiplied in every way, Father. We thank you. We praise you. Lord, bless it supernaturally. Bless it supernaturally in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Ho, ho, freda, kenemeste. Dana, oto, frada, ara, ado, ofrening, etikanamose. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Lord, bring about supernatural into their lives now. Thank you, Lord. Bring about supernatural into their lives now. Lord, let the power of the word bring about supernatural in their finances as well. Let them come out of debt from a supernatural erasing of that debt. Bring, bring supernatural abundance through channels that aren't even seen on a regular basis. Things we, we would even have a hard time imagining, but Lord, you know that channel's there. And you send a supernatural source and a supernatural abundance through that. Lord, every person that's sowing with their heart to give and sow cheerfully and abounding, Father, multiply that heart. In Jesus' name, multiply their heart to give. As they give in cheerfulness and an abounding uh, heart, Lord, multiply it on that level. In Jesus' name, amen. And he will do it. Glory to God. Uh, Thank you, Vanessa. Hallelujah. Or Joni. Yes, I I caught myself. (laughs) People call her Vanessa. Huh? People call her Vanessa. It's awkward for me, but people do it. I always find that... I always find that I call them what their name is on Facebook. So if it's yeah. Vanessa on Facebook, that's what I'll end up. Because that's what I see all the time. So I'll <coughs> see it in my head. But we love you. We love you. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah. And um, what is going on tomorrow? Tomorrow we are going to have an excellent episode. Make sure that you tune in. 1145, we are yeah. going to have Food Mash. Woo. We're going to have a quick time with Truth Talk. And then we are going to have my top 10. What is the, Ooh. oh, what's the other one? I just. Confessions? flew. Yeah, that, confessions. It <laughs> flew in and flew out. <laughs> but Buddy brought it back around. Yeah, tomorrow's one of my favorite days. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. We're excited to have you with yeah. us. Join us tomorrow, 11.45 a.m. We love you. Be blessed. And we'll Amen. see you soon. Have a great day. We hope that you have enjoyed this so much and received so much out of it. Mm -hmm. And we just praise God for you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.